Hi guys, this is No Balls Cricket. We're into episode seven now. This is uncharted territory for all of us. Uh, it's the longest we've ever been on something so meaningless. Um, alongside me, as usual, the other two idiots of cricket, uh, Siddharth Salanki, our junior international, Hello. whose uh, grand record of room cricket is yet to be broken. What did you survive? Sixty-seven balls in our dead bat challenge, and. Uh, of course, our respected journalist alongside him, Mr. Aditya Devrat, who still it's, can't pick my brother's yorkers. It's really hard to start off. It's, it's really hard to start off with idiot and then go to respected journalist. I feel like those two terms just it's humorous. Don't just go with it. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Aditya Devrat, who some for some reason cannot seem to pick full yorkers and just leaves them and gets bold. <laughs> <laughs> but but also to my credit, I did bowl the ball of the century. It was better than what Rashid. Uh, listen, uh, you have a guy sitting next to you who decides that he's either going to bowl a jaffer or a pie. So I mean, you know, your ball was nothing. I think you should just ask your brother about the ball I got. I bowled to bowl him, and 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 we'll see. Okay, we'll just ask him if he thinks it's better than the ball that Rashid bowled to Rahul. He, he knows okay, we'll is. see about that. And of course, myself, Sadan Pradhan, the club cricketer. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Rash, Rashid bowled Rahul, yeah. you bowled Sam. I feel like there's a huge difference in the talent of the batsman. <laughs> I think what matters <laughs> is the quality of the ball. Now, if I if it was wasted on a lesser batsman, I, I can't really help that, right? Like, would we say anything less about Rashid's ball if it had bowled Ishan Sharma instead of yes. Rahul? Would we say it's still a good ball? No, right? it's a, it's a, it's a it's a fluke. That's what I would call it. It's a complete. Luke. <laughs> anyway, we're here to discuss uh, the final test and uh, the entire series basically uh, between India and England. Uh, India slumping to a disappointing 4-1 series defeat after getting fairly thumped in that last game. Um, England had two really standout performances, didn't it? Uh, Alistair Cook, of course, 100 in his final test innings. And James Anderson going past Glenn McGrath as the leading fast, bowler, fast bowling wicket-taker. In test history. Big achievements for both. But uh, let's start with Cook. I mean, we spoke about his retirement last week. But he was quite brilliant. He came out and batted really fluidly, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I get the feeling, firstly, the the uh, Ishan Sharma injury in the second innings really helped him. Because uh, he was consistently threatening Cook all series long. Uh, and for Cook, for Ishan to essentially get one over on the fourth day and then, uh, and then have to leave the field, that probably changed the game just... From from Cook's innings perspective, and also for the for, from the like, perspective of the game overall. But I mean, no like taking no credit away from Cook. He t- he played a pretty like a, a brilliant sign off innings. Yeah, I mean, he did he did bat really well. He was solid. He, he looked like the old Cook. There was none of the mental blockages. And you're right, the 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 uh, the lack of an Ishan Sharma in that bowling attack, who consistently tortured him throughout the series. Uh, him missing was a big plus. But did you see? Did you guys? I did enjoy. Did you guys see anything different that he was doing? Was he just doing the same thing? I think. I think Cook was just like there was no pressure, right? He know he knew there was like he, he this was his last innings. He's there's no there, there's no more talk about whether he's he's deserving of a spot or anything or his form whether his form's hurting England or whatever. Like it's just all all pressure off. He can just bat freely and he made he made good use of it. He also got, I mean, look, this was the easiest batting pitch of yeah, the Yeah, it shows because you got four, uh, four hundreds in the game. It yeah. shows. Cause, exactly. Cause, and, and, you know, even for, for, a, for a series where the openers had been struggling all, you know, all series long, for Cook to get a 50 and a century, for Rahul to get a century, it just shows that, uh, you know, that, that it was a pretty good batting pitch. I mean, aside from 
India's little meltdown on the 4th afternoon to uh, Broad and Anderson. And their batting woes have kind of persisted throughout the uh, the series, haven't they? But Anderson himself, he went past uh, Glenn McGrath. Um, again, you'll have that whole discussion on whether he is a truly great fast bowler. Would you rate people better than him? Is he better than uh, McGrath? Or is it just a product of him playing more test cricket? I think if, if we had to pick a World eleven and we had to have a seamer, I don't think anyone would pick Anderson over pretty much anyone else. Any of the greatest of all time uh, fast bowlers. And even, I mean, even if he's played more test matches, that's still still impressive, isn't it? To last that long in test cricket for 15 years and perform consistently. I think that's a great achievement. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not yeah. doubting the achievement itself. I think it's fa- fantastic that he's gone past McGrath. And, you know, it takes somebody with an unbelievable level of fitness to last that long. And skills. He's reinvented himself multiple times. Uh, he started off, remember, as a tearaway quick. Then he was just purely an outswing bowler, developed an in-swinger, started picking up more and more wickets. I think that period between, say, 2008 and 2014 was probably his most productive. Uh, and as a bowler, you know, it, it, it was in those years that he won series away from home. So, uh, that was him at his best. Yeah, I think I think he... So, there was this... Um, article in the Telegraph, which said post-turning post 30, he's averaged 22 in Test cricket. So, that's pretty impressive. And I think, like, it was after 2012 where he started swinging the ball more because they did, like, an analysis of how much he swung it before that. And then post-Ashes, he's just been even better. This last Ashes. So, yeah, he's, he's developed uh, as he's gotten older. But you know what? This is a bit like Ryan Giggs. We all respect Ryan Giggs as like a great footballer because, you know, he's lasted that long. But we never put him in one of the best footballers of all time. Hmm. Fair. Fair. I, I, would, I, I would definitely put Ryan Giggs as one of the best footballers. I mean, it's a, that's, I, I, look, this... I am personally offended by one this One minute, comment. one minute. This comment, this comment holds no uh, relevance at all to our discussion because Ryan Giggs played for Wales. That's like telling Jimmy Anderson you pick up 560 wickets for Zimbabwe yeah, and then decide whether he's No, we're talking about hey, jo- Listen, Sid. listen. Like 900 games. One minute. Can we yeah. get back to the point I'm not talking football on a cricket podcast? No, but the idea uh, is that while we respect his longevity, it doesn't make him a better player than anyone else. He was good, but I don't think he's better than McGrath, Akram, Walsh, Dale Stain. Look, firstly, by the way, I don't think what... what Makes Anderson awful. That matter, gigs like w- w- the obviously longevity is one reason, but like they also had to have been that good for that long exactly. for us to get. Like no one's gonna talk like uh, SP apologies for the football analogy, but no one's comparing Gareth Gareth Barry to Ryan Giggs, right? Even though Barry has the Premier League's appearance record now after gigs uh, after breaking Giggs's mark, like th- there's just no comparison there. Similarly, I think here with Anderson, obviously we. Like he's the reason we're having this conversation is because he's genuinely been that good. Uh, and, you know, Cook. I think Cook did a really like made a really fair comment. Uh, I mean, and it was very typically humble, Alistair Cook, where he said in his sign-off interview, he's like, "I've played with England's greatest cricketer." It, it, like, obviously, there are plenty of fig- people who would um, who would want to stake a claim for that, but I don't think England have seen a match-winning bowler the way they've 
seen Anderson uh, they, the way they've had Anderson for the last you know ten years. And without a shadow of a doubt, he's the best bowler they, they, that, that England has ever produced. <clears throat> no question. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with what Sid said about he probably wouldn't be in in an all-time eleven simply because you've got you've like McGrath and Wasim and any of the West Indians you probably pick over. Yeah, I think Dale Stain has to be. I was even going to say, would you, would, yeah. yeah, I would say, would you even pick, like, in a modern 11? Obviously, you pick Anderson and, and Stain both, but if you had to pick just one, I think there are plenty of people who would pick Anderson, but personally, I think, like, Stain's record's better, and the only thing that, that's that's really held him back is in. No, bro, but modern, but, see, then modern know, day what, World 11, you have to pick Ishan Sharma. <laughs> <laughs> so, fair, I think we should just explain to everyone that we've been crunching the numbers on this one, and. Ishan Sharma is basically as good a bowler, if not better, than James. Oh Bandit. yeah, definitely. Let's let's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, Guddu can explain this one a little bit better, but yeah. Who's Guddu, man? But um, cons- you know, considering their all-time <laughs> stats, especially overseas, they have exactly the same amount of wickets and a pretty similar average. I think it's just like off by an innings or two. That uh, I think Anderson's played a couple of innings more, bowled in a couple of innings more. But overseas record is exactly the same. And Ishan has a better record in, where all was it? It was in West Indies, Sri Lanka and New Zealand. They have pretty much the same record in South Africa. The only place where Anderson is clearly better than Ishant is, uh, is in Australia, I think. Not counting, obviously, England and India, respectively. But mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, look, greatest bowler that um, England has ever produced. Best fast bowler. In terms of wickets overall, James Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. And he did have a brilliant, brilliant send-off. Alistair Cook would more on that later. Um, the, the, we'll get back to the test match. The Indian batting, um, they kind of came good in that final inning, didn't they? When there was not really much to lose. Uh, the pressure was off. And See, they produced two good innings. Rahul was the more fluid <coughs> of the two, I thought. Then Rishabh Pant. But Rishabh Pant's first test 100. Uh, it's an achievement in itself. I'm a little annoyed with Rahul because it's just like, where has this been all series? And you did it in the one... Like, even if he'd done this in the first innings, it would have been it would have made so much more of a difference. Um, and, and you're just thinking, like, he's one of the... In the top... The, in the people who have played in the top three this series, he's the only one who's played every test. Because obviously, Pujara missed the first. Um, Rahul was number three there. And then Vijay and Dhawan were each dropped at some point or the other. So, it's just, it's just frustrating that he... I wouldn't say this was a no-pressure innings because he was still batting to save or potentially win a game, uh, uh, theoretically avoid the 4-1 humiliation even though that didn't happen. So, it's it's not like he did it under absolutely no pressure, but it's just like, where you know where were these runs when it really mattered? Uh, and that's what was really disappointing. But that's been the disappointment. But like, obviously, good to see him. Yeah. No, obviously, good to see him get the runs and, and it was a great innings to watch and it was, uh, you know, I, I, had he not gotten out when he did, I think India were in with a shout of winning that match as well. But, um, it's like, you needed him to play like this at Edgerson, for example, where, you know, someone scoring 50 more runs probably would have won the test. Or same same in the last test, where someone, again, scoring 50 more runs would have, would have won a test. Uh, and none of the other batsmen showed up. And I think it's, like, I don't want to criticize Rahul more than the other batsmen who didn't show up, but it's just like, you feel like it was a, it was a bit hollow as, as yeah. an innings. Um, what about Rishabh Pant? He was the other one. He was far more aggressive than uh, Rahul. And he seemed to find a kind of middle ground where it wasn't just <laughs> block or bash. Where he could actually take ones or twos and play like a proper batsman. 
It was just, I, yeah, he, it was, look, it was a great innings to watch. It was really fun. And we all, like, we've been waiting. Well, I, I can't say we've been waiting long because obviously Rishabh Pant's only playing in his um, third test match. But we've been waiting for Pant to do precise, precisely this the entire time. Uh, play a good counter-attacking innings. And that's exactly what he did. I am a little disappointed in the way he got out simply because, like, you, it was just telegraphed. He just wasn't picking Rashid for a while. And it's... You're just like, okay, calm down. You're not picking him. We Even if you're still thinking about the win, just give yourself like an over to, to you know, sort yourself out again. Um, and then and then try go after him again when you've done that. But look, the shots he played, stunning. Um, it was great to see him get to a yeah, century with six. I think that was one of the... Yeah, that was one of the things we loved about someone like Sehwag, for example. So, I, li- I like to see him have the confidence to do that. And he pretty much hit Mohan Ali out of the attack, which... We hadn't managed to do until that point. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, the pitch didn't have as much venom as Southampton. But but as well, I mean, Mohan Ali didn't have... He didn't have a crater the size of Mars to exploit, didn't he? I mean, there was some pretty serious rough, you, you know. It's just that it wasn't for him, I guess. It was more uh, more uh, beneficial for Rashid's bowling. But also just the fact that he had, he attacked Mohan Ali in a way that nobody had until in the, in the previous three innings. It was, it was just good. To see that happen, yeah, I did pretty well there. Um, yeah, and it's it's a it's a nice one because we're going to go into uh, where both sides are after this series. We've already spoken at length about uh, India's miserable failures with the bat. That's basically led to their downfall in this in this series. Um, both sides have their concerns going forward. Uh, I think England with a few fewer ones than India, um, namely their opening birds. I mean. Cook's retired. Jennings is the only one left, uh, and he didn't do much any anything anyway, bro. Look, I think there's this th- thinking with uh, with with Jennings that he's a good player of spin, so he might still be in the tour for um, uh, still be in the squad for the Sri Lanka tour. Obviously, the, I think that comes from the fact that he scored a century on debut in Mumbai. Um, you know, slightly fortunate because he was dropped very early on in his in his innings. Like he hasn't done like if you were judging based on what he's done since that, his county record's poor. His he's been abysmal this series. So you'd think that he doesn't deserve a, a spot in the eleven or even in the squad. Except for do you, do England really want to be ha- trying out two new openers in Sri Lanka? It's uh, you know it's it's a bit of a like a reverse catch twenty two really. It's like you don't there's no one yeah. good option. But I think um, now. Now they've got so Rory Burns who's <clears throat> just keeping on like he scored century after century. So I feel like they can't ignore him anymore. I think I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Keaton Jennings and Rory Burns going on a plane to Sri Lanka. Yeah, and you feel like you you do feel though that they've missed a trick by not get especially once the series was won, right? Like Rory Burns probably should have played in the Oval Test just to get an introduction to Test cricket in the least pressurized environment possible. Because now if he if he is the man to be picked, he's making his debut in a uh, in in Sri Lanka, you know, England batsmen traditionally struggle struggle against spin. It's it's just it's not. It could have been made a lot easier for him, and that's just one maybe slightly post selection decision that England have made. Yeah, but they also have they also have well not just the openers. The other pressing concern is the number three because Root doesn't want to bat there, and Moin Ali is a stopgap at best. Yeah, Moin Ali is not a test number three. He's uh, he I know he scored. Uh, uh, you know, he scored 150, but he's just not, um, like, I can't see, again, he's a, he's a good player of spin, so maybe he can do it in Sri Lanka, although it's, um, you know, it's a little, 
it's it's different playing spin the way he's used to it in one day years versus playing you know Sri Lankan spinners in Sri Lanka, but I can't see that being a a, a permanent option. Okay, we'll move on to the Indian side then. Again, major concerns at the top because okay, Rahul may have saved his spot with that hundred, but um, Shikhar Dhawan, Shik- Dhawan, I mean, Shikhar Dhawan clearly has to be dropped. Uh, sorry, Swayam. He's clearly not. <laughs> we, 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 we apologize. Yeah, we apologize to Swayam, who I've never met still, but I've just been ragging him all, all yeah, season sorry, long. Yeah, sorry, Swayam. But, like, I'm sorry. Um, man. So, where do, they, where do we go from here? Because Dhawan's very clearly not it. Uh, Vijay doesn't seem to be deemed to be it. Um, Rahul keeps us... Vijay just had a very prolonged slump, right? So, you just don't know whether you can bring yeah. him back after that or do you just move on to the to the. I, I mean, to, look, the, the, the for... next series is against the West Indies at home. That's two tests. That's going to be rather simple compared to... Yeah, and it's a perfect time to bring in someone exactly. new, right? It's a perfect series to to bring to either you know Prithvi Shaw, Mayank Agarwal, who it is. It's probably it seems like Shaw, Shaw's jumped, jumped the queue a bit. There, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like the perfect time to bring it to to start blooding him as a Test match opener. He he probably is, um, you know, West Indies are like a squad. The, the squad's on the rise, but at home against them, it's a perfect series. Um, we'll move to the middle order. Um... Pujara and Kohli, Kula. If anyone, listen, if anyone says drop Rahane, I'm quitting the pod. Well, I wasn't going to say nearly, not, not drop Rahane, but we're questioning his place here, definitely. Um, because other than that, no, AT, no. I don't think Fair he did enough. anything of worth in the series. And he looked scratchy throughout. And it was worrying me towards the end of it. So the weird part is, I thought he looked like, you know, perfectly fine in the in the last innings until he got out. You know, with that sort of bottom edge, like it was a bottom edge, top edge sweep, if that makes any sense. Anyway, um, to Mohan Ali, but he he'd like weathered the storm. He he was even playing Mohan Ali a lot better than he had in the last test. Let's not forget in the last test, fourth innings chase, he got a fifty. He just uh, you know couldn't couldn't really push on once Kohli got out. Um, is there really a middle order batsman that you you think is automatically in there to replace him? Obviously, Vihari has made his case, and he seemed a pretty shot. solid batsman. I mean, look, Vihari in as was also then found out by a very quick short ball burst in the second inning. So, and given that we're going to Australia later this this year, is that um, you know is that a, that that seems like it's a yeah, point but open, he was he was concern. called in for the last test, so I think it might have been. Harder for him to just fly I, in and get adjusted to the bounce, but hopefully India learn from their mistakes and we have a few more tour games before um, the I series starts. So people like Vihari can get adjusted. I don't know if there's time. Usually these tours are just so packed that they probably won't have time to get in that tour in those tour games. But I look, I agree with with what you're saying about Vihari. That obviously he was just flown in for one test and you can't really judge him off of that. But it's just it, when someone is. Like there are certain times when someone's gotten out in a specific stra- to a specific strategy where you can make a judgment call on that, and if he like, and he was practically bounced bounced out through like five bounces, and you know that's all he's all his second inning lasted, and that probably is going to be a weakness that Australian bowlers try to try to exploit. It's also his first Test match, so yeah, I mean it's a bit harsh. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. I mean, look, the point being, the point being is if it comes down to a, a Vihari versus Rahane, like. Selection choice? Do you uh, you really think Vihari is by default the the more preferred no, option? No, I, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a bit of food for thought because Rahane hasn't done well, and it would be a bit, I mean, a bit strange <coughs> to you know question him for so long when he did well, and then once he actually does badly to give him a really long rope. So I think that's completely ridiculous on part uh, and uh, inconsistent. 
uh, on part of uh, the coach, the captain, and the selection committee. So you do have to question Kohli, uh, sorry, Vihani's place. Um, Vihari is one of the options. Um, I mean, obviously Karunaya didn't get to play a game, but he was on in the squad as well. Maybe he could be looked at, but then again, you have to go back and see what he does in in the games that he gets to play. Uh, and so that's the way you have to look at Rani. I don't think it's about dropping him. I think it's about questioning his form. Yeah, you, you said coach, captain, and yeah, no, they, committee. So that basically boils down to Kohli. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> Kohli the tyrant. <laughs> uh, we we are gonna have a fun conversation oh, soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I am very much in the like. Rahane has been my favorite batsman since he's made his debut. Uh, even more so than Kohli. Like, I love Kohli the cricketer, but I, I Rahane has been my favorite batsman since then. So I'm very much partial to giving him a longer rope. I also think like he's just not been given the best sort of like. Obviously, South Africa, where he only came in once the series was gone. Um, you know, he struggled here. He struggled in England. But also then played two pretty vital innings. We, what we spoke about the fifth, the the eighteen in the third test, the fifty in the fourth test. Like he, it's not like he just hasn't delivered. It's just that he hasn't been as consistent as we'd like him to be. But that, I mean, you could say the same thing about Pujara, for example. Uh, you know, Pujara just has the benefit of his one good innings being a century rather than an eighty odd. Uh, I think consistency-wise, they're about the same level, and I. Rather not see that three, four, five being disturbed right now. Okay. Uh, last thing before we move on um, entirely from this segment, the wicketkeeping spot. Pants got his name etched now with that hundred. It's a big it, question. I don't know that he has his name etched. I, I, like, once Saha is fit, is he not the incumbent? I, I don't know that. I mean, obviously, Pants got a century, and that's you know that's recent, and that'll stick in the memories. But you'd have to. Saha's the better keeper, firstly. Uh, I as much as I think Pant was a bit hung out to dry with the way the ball was swinging and the times, you know, bowlers were just spearing the balls down the leg side. But like, you have to think that Saha would have done a better job behind the stumps and also would have been more consistent as a batsman until the la- obviously Pant got a, uh, got that century in the last innings. But he before that he was just like twenty and then nothing. Right? It's also he's already 20, played three zero, test matches zero, again. 18. He's young. Um, sure. Sure, I, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to pile, like pile on in terms of the criticism. I think Pant is a great talent and needs to be nurtured. I just think right now, I, there's, I don't see that he's done enough to jump ahead of Saha in the, in, in the wicket keeping queue. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I would have thought the other way because I think the hundred proves that he's a bit of a better batsman than Saha. <clears throat> the way he made those runs, it, it, the thing that for me, what what shone through that inning was the ability to take the bowlers on, and. You know, if you get Punt doing that on a consistent basis, uh, you know, you could just take games away from oppositions from number six and seven. So, it'd be interesting to see what they do going forward. Hey, I, look, I get the feeling it's very much going to be a case of Punt. Punt will definitely be part of the squad. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, we can definitely whether, count whether uh, he's in the Karthik's test career over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Karthik, Parthik, Patel, unless anyone gets injured. But even if now someone gets injured, I think it's time to go to Oh, definitely. Options. Um, like we we can't keep recalling no, yeah. them. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think Pant versus Saha is still a call that will have to be taken. And right now, I, I still think Saha is the favorite there. Mm. Sid, what about you? Yeah, I think once once Saha's back, I think he'll be there for a couple of years because he's he's just a much much better keeper. And uh, but he is a lot older. He's thirty four. Yeah, so I think like a couple of years, maybe a year or two, because they they know what Pant is capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think once Saha doesn't perform, 
I think he's, he's still a better keeper, so they'll give him a chance once he once he comes back. But if he doesn't perform, I think we've got Punt ready to step in. Yeah, I think this this might have been a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, but that's basically it. India go to the go, face the West Indies next, and then of course the tour to Australia, uh, England or in Sri Lanka. That's the next assignment for these two teams, and that's our series review. Oh. Okay. Um, so, we're moving on. Now, we're going to discuss uh, the captaincy issue with, with uh, Virat Kohli and uh, his uh, lieutenant <laughs> slash Goebbels Ramesh like Chill, chill um, with the Hitler comparison. Sorry, I had to... I, I, no, no, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I had to get that one in. I had to get that one in. Because uh, I like Kohli and I don't want to call him Hitler and I don't like Shastri. So, I just had to get that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so... There were a few obvious issues with the with the uh, captaincy in over the series. Specifically, England getting away in situations where they have no right to get away. Eighty seven for seven in the first test when Sam Curran went after Ashwin. Uh, the last test match, one hundred and ninety eight for, for for seven, and them reaching three thirty. And you know, a bunch of recoveries, mostly led by that damn mosquito current. Uh, helping England to kind of get ahead. But it was basically Kohli's captaincy that allowed them to get ahead rather than the other way around. He didn't attack the main batsman that was there and he tried to attack the weaker player but wasn't able to get that man on strike for long enough. And with defensive defensive fields, then he was just giving away runs. Um, so, is, is it is it just... A, a proper like a problem with Kohli's captaincy, or is it a problem with the Indian bowlers who, as good as they were, couldn't seem to put England away for what would be a really low total, and restrict them to just sort of under par totals? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think our bowlers couldn't get the wickets, but the problem with Kohli was that as much as he shows aggression on field we can't see it in his tactics like the last time Butler was batting we put people on the boundary when we really should have been attacking him and when that's Kohli and Shastri's motto it's all about intent a lot of the times they don't really show it on the field he is a bit of a control freak so I mean you can see some logic in him not wanting to give away too many runs. But it it completely defeats the purpose then of trying to knock an opposition over. In situations where he's controlling the game, they allow it to drift. And in situations where he should be attacking, they don't attack, they allow it to drift. So, are they both drifters? Aditi, do you want to take this? <laughs> I'm just like, I know, I've, been, I've been kept on a muzzle for this conversation. So, I'm... I'm, 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 I'm treading carefully. Um, no, yeah, this one's for you. Go for it. Look, I think... I think you alluded to it in a way where, where you, when you said Kohli's a control freak. So the moment he starts seeing uh, you know runs being scored a little freely, he just sort of panics and wants to solve that. Um, and you saw it, right? Like that first test where one over Sam Curran hits Ashwin for a six and a four, and immediately Ashwin's out of the attack. It's just just when you think that Ashwin probably is a good bowler to a tail ender who's never faced a world class spinner before, and sure he's like done well for one over, but. Keep keep him on, yeah. yeah. Especially especially a left hander and Ashwin's record against left handers. Just keep him on. He's he, he you you likely to get the wicket. Um, you know, or the or or how quick how quickly uh, you know they decided to just not try to get Joss Butler out when he was batting with the tail. Again, a fa- again a factor of Kohli not wanting like 
hating the idea of leaking runs and being like losing control but in a way it's by not wanting to lose control he sort of gives away control anyway so it just sort of works against him and in like that tendency works against him and i think someone does need to tell him that look at 87 for 7 just or 86 for 6 the two or 198 for 7 just your priority has to be you know give away 20 extra runs to get the get the people out quicker rather than let the game drift like when you should be okay with 198 for 7 turning into 250 because you're attacking too much rather than it turning into 330 because you didn't attack enough mm yeah no the other thing is the bowlers themselves i mean i know his captaincy allowed the game to drift in those situations but the bowlers themselves have to stand up and 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 be a bit firm on him saying no i want to attack the uh the the uh, the batsman rather than just allowing him to to score freely you know with a spread yeah, field and allowing him to take ones and twos but do you feel no what my question is this do you do you guys feel that um the bowlers didn't take enough charge with i think because earlier you just mentioned how kohli's a control freak and there's this um interview ram guha gave he was on the bcci administrative something and he just spoke about how kohli's got an aura about him where no one wants to challenge him anymore he just he does whatever he wants and he pretty much controls i don't know indian cricket because a lot of the bcci administrators bow down to him uh to his fame his power i don't know but if it's hard for them i don't know how the bowlers going to speak up and say yo virat i think we're doing this wrong Yeah, that's the other thing. Are they are they too afraid of going up to Kohli and, and saying, "Look, Skipper, you know, you you, I I can't deal. I can't I can't work with this seal." I mean, as a as a, a even as a club cricketer, you would kind of just go up to your captain if you're not getting a feel and just ask him to, "Okay, look, you know, I want this in this field," and then he'll say yes or no. Are they even are they too scared to ask him? I think the quicks might be because there isn't anyone like we had Zaheer Khan for a while. I don't think. Ishan Sharma is really like Ishan Sharma likes to do the mentoring role. You've seen him go up and talk to uh, Pandya from mid on or Bumrah from mid on and just have those conversations about like what they're bowling. But I don't know if he's like the leader of the attack in a way that Zaheer used to be, where you could see Zaheer have like some tactical input as well. I think the only bowler who has that level of power with Kohli is Ashwin, and uh, you know Ashwin as a spin bowler away from home isn't going to have. as many opportunities to assert himself you see ashwin bowl in india for example i think you can tell him at times you can see him at times just sort of telling kohli like this is the field i want this is how i'm planning to get the batsman out that happens there's no one like that for the quicks right now i don't think ishan sharma is doing that for them um and maybe it's just a case of ishan needing to grow into that role or maybe someone needs to tell kohli look you're empowering the bowlers sure in terms of like getting them to stay fit you know backing them to take wickets all of that but you also have to empower them on the field to challenge you What about his selections then? I mean, leaving out Pujara in that first game, um, the history, the, the the history of Rahane being left out in South Africa, uh, and then Pandya getting picked over Jadeja, who clearly made a difference in the last game, and playing Ashwin when he was unfit. I mean, he didn't seem fit in uh, in the in the four tests, the most important test of the series, where you're coming back. He, he plays an injured player. After the test, they admitted that he actually wasn't fit. So it's all a bit strange, but I think that's the problem with um, Kohli and Shastri's leadership. Uh, and as much as I understand that there are some things that they don't speak in public, and they must be speaking in the dressing room, I genuinely cannot understand the logic 
of some of the decision behind some of the decisions that they make. There's always this chopping and changing. And to be honest, with the sort of things Kohli and Shastri, both of them say in press conferences, I don't believe they're like thinking cricketers. Because a lot of it's about like bravado, intent, aggression. They just it's fluff words really. You never see that on the pitch. And um this I was having I, I must have mentioned this to you guys a long time ago. But I was speaking to Robin Uttapa about um sports psychology in the Indian cricket team. And a lot of these guys just don't believe in anything like that. I don't know if they pay that much attention to statistics and all of that, but it clearly seems like whatever Kohli and Shastri feel, they go by the gut feeling, like they mentioned. There's no there's no logic behind any of the decisions. Uh, so, is Shastri the right man? I mean, we all know the spat with Kohli, for, but for is Kohli, Shastri yes, the right for, man? For Indian cricket, probably no. Because even Ganguly came out recently and said, Dravid had offered to be a batting consultant, but eventually he didn't get the the gig. I don't know if it was something to do with Shastri, but that's what he implied. That Shastri never got back to him. I think that I think there's a problem if you're considering Sanjay Banga to be a better batting consultant than Dravid. Dravid there yeah. is a huge there is a huge problem with that if that someone if a decision like that has been made by either Shastri or Kohli, and you think. They'd have input in that without it being their call, because that should probably be a team management call or a BCCI call rather than the two of them. But um, like, uh, no disrespect to Bangar, by the way. I think he like he's uh, no, not, he's done I don't a, know, a, a very creative. good job as coach, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, after oh. this series, we can't really say anything about the batting, so I don't know. But um, it's just that if anyone is just in the right mind thinks that Bangar is better suited than Dravid, there's a problem. But like more to the overall conversation, I think I think Sid said it perfectly. Where he said he said you know Shastri is the right man for Kohli, but not for cricket for Indian cricket. I think Kohli like Shastri is just too much of an enabler. Um, like I, I I think the yes man persona is a bit exaggerated because it's like it doesn't seem like the sort of person Shastri is to just meekly go go along with everything Kohli says. But I think they're almost so much in sync in terms of the way they think that it's just not good for Kohli. Uh, and not good for cricket either. Like he he needs yeah. someone who disagrees with him enough. And I don't, yeah, I don't think Shastri doesn't agree with him because he's too afraid to rock the boat. It's just that I think and, Shastri and just thinks way too similar. They often seem really defensive against all the criticism that's been put forth against them. Even did he, the press conference recently is like, oh, we're the best touring side in the last 10, 15 years. Oh. We won three series abroad. And like the two of them were in South Africa, um, in Sri Lanka, and one of them was in West Indies. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, you're supposed Twitter, to eat those teams I, I don't for to... breakfast and dinner. If you're supposed to be the number no, one look, test side, I, in the look, world, supposed to eat those teams. I, for I remember and when dinner. I remember when Ajanta Mendes and and Mataya Mulita then sort of like bo- rolled in India over. So winning in but Sri Lanka you know, is no so, small the, feat, the, but the I wouldn't hold it up as a gone down a lot by the time we started playing mm-hmm. them recently. Yeah, no. The most, the more recent, like the yeah, most recent tour, we were a much better side. I think the tour before that, where we came back from one nil down to win a three match series, by the way, which is which is no mean feat. And that was a Sri Lanka side that still had Herat at pe- at his peak and Sangakara still in the in the eleven. So uh, you know, it's a it was it was still a pretty good achievement. But it's not something that I would hold up as look. We're a great series. We're a great touring side. Because and he we said he said Sri Lanka. Like that's just he said they were better never than the touring sides mustard. before. Dravid actually won a series in England. In England, exactly. I think. 
I think what they're comparing to is the sides that lost uh, 4-0 consecutively in England and Australia. And no, like, yes, he, we've lost 4-1 said, but, but yeah, he said in really the last 10-15 years, years, he said we've been the best touring side, which they haven't. Yes, that's what I'm saying. No, because I think the 2007 side was better because obviously we won. We won the series, England. exactly. And we, we won, we, in, we won, in, we won a test we, in Australia as well. We won a test in Australia and we probably should have won that series. You know, we had series, yeah. umpiring controversies. Controversies. I mean, that basically led to the birth of DRS. Yeah. So, I mean, but look, it, it, you can, we can go on about this till kingdom come. But basic, the, the last word really on this has to be, do we keep... Um, Kohli has to stay on as captain. There's nobody who would argue against that. I There's think. just no other option also, right? No, I, I mean, even if, the there, even if there were other options, I, I don't think they're in as good a position as Kohli is right now. Plus, he's your most obvious choice and a very natural leader. So He's a very natural leader. So there's and no, I also think if we ever took the captaincy away from Kohli, his batting might actually suffer. Might, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, one of the few times that relieving pressure does something to... Uh, Why do does, you think so? ...has an adverse effect on a batsman. Okay. I think I think Kohli just bats better with that sense of responsibility. Yeah. Um, I think he thrives on the pressure. Yeah, he thri- he thrives on being that guy. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I Definitely. don't think he'd like feel it as much if he weren't captain. Like he'd still know that okay, yeah, the pressure's on me. I'm the best batsman. Everyone's relying me on me to score. But I think captaincy just. We're reading far too much into it because we don't know huh. what Kohli without the I, exactly he definitely exactly. peaked his batting peak the same time he became captain. So, I don't know what the captaincy has actually done to him. It's, it's like correlation is not causation, right? That's the sort of thing we're speaking about. Okay. The, basically, the last word on this is, Kohli's not the problem. Is Shastri... Shastri, we, know, we can see, is not the right man. How do we replace him? It's a hard one to answer because, you know, the Indian team didn't like Kumble. It wasn't just Kohli. Like, apparently, a lot of the cricketers had a problem with Kumble and, like, you know, him being a little too professorial and... Like, you know, a little too demanding or whatever it was. But if, like, if you want to find someone like him again, it might lead to the same sort of problems. I think it all, it all depends. Are there any, are there any, are there any uh, uh, obvious I'd choices? say Rahul Dravid, but as soon, I think as soon as, because there have been talks about yeah. Ganguly getting on as the BCCI, whatever president. Or, once he gets there, I don't think Shastri has a chance to stay... <coughs> He'll have, he'll have to like oh, evacuate yeah. the job as soon as possible. Yeah, right. yeah. there's uh, a bit of beef there. <laughs> right. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, the I think they'll have a couple more assignments together before we can really take a call. They're, they're going to Australia. It's a very weak Australian side. And we just have to see how it pans out there, I guess. Yeah, if we can't beat this Australian side, Shastri definitely has to be sacked. Okay, last segment of the day, uh, we're going to speak about the Asia Cup to begin with. Then we'll move on to a few funny names because I find things funny. And uh, last, of course, we'll do social media. Uh, We'll start with the Asia Cup. Um, Virat Kohli left out of that squad, not playing. Rohit Sharma will be captain. And no real breaking news other than... Uh, Ambati Raidu and Manish Pandey both getting back into the squad and a call-up for Khalil Ahmed, who didn't impress me to begin with. And, and Oh, and Bhuvi's back. back. That's, yeah, that's, that's the other big, big news. Big, big deal. Uh, but is it a case of a big tournament that uh, the selectors are not taking too seriously with Kohli not playing? I think, it's mo- 
Because he had he had a back issue at some point during the England series, right? So I feel like it might have something to do with uh, maintaining the workload because we want him to be fit for Australia. So I feel like Kohli wouldn't skip something unless he had some issues that he was already dealing with. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like I think he any rest that Kohli take has takes has to be enforced. So. If if they've managed to convince him, there's probably a good reason for it. The other question I have to ask is: Is it a big tournament? I think if we look at it in terms of just viewership figures, yeah, sure, why not? But yeah, but that, I mean that's like that's like any India game, man. Yeah, plus Pakistan. We're oh, pretty yeah. much like we're, we're playing, playing Pakistan. Pakistan. That's, that's a big, big game. game. That's big always game. a big yeah, game. But other than that, game. I don't think so. Personally, I only care. About, I mean, I care about cricket, but I care about. I think the ICC tournaments matter the most mm-hmm. to me personally. Not not like these Asia Cup. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I think I I not like losing this or rather not winning this. So therefore, yes, like I I feel like this is something we should be winning, and therefore it, it would annoy me that we didn't, and I'd be rooting for them in that regard. So this is one of those complete like no win situations because you have to win just to maintain the status quo. You expect it to win. You expect it to beat Sri Lanka. They're not a very good side. Chandimal isn't in the side either. No, no, Sri Lanka beat India at the Champions yeah, Trophy. One off. As did Pakistan, they, they, obviously. They managed, like, Tisara yeah. Pereira then managed to literally drop the Champions Trophy. So let's not go into that. Um, but yeah, the bragging rights with Pakistan matter. Oh, bragging definitely. rights with Pakistan. I also, I, I like, I like. Yeah. And also be very. Inter- I also like the Asia Cup as a tournament. I just, I feel like we cut out a lot of the. Like, just who cares about England playing Australia at a World Cup, man? Like, really, these are the sides that matter. Out outside of maybe England, outside of maybe the West Indies. When it comes to limited overs cricket, this is these are the sides that I care most about. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so then we'll discuss it. The sides. I, uh, it's uh, Pakistan also. F- I I really hope I really hope people know I was joking. Just <laughs> I don't think anybody cares. Um, Pakistan are a decent one-day side, aren't they? I mean, they won the Champions Trophy last year. They have a, a, a ace up their sleeve now with Fakhar Zaman becoming one of the few guys to make a double hundred. So they do have somebody who can throw the bat around, and uh, their bowling attacks are always dangerous. And Jaspreet Bumrah apparently likes bowling no balls to them. Which is an issue. <laughs> I thought Jaspreet Bumrah just likes bowling no balls in general. Uh, yeah, again, that's an issue. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, no, but pa- Pakistan, I think for once, have a pretty settled one-day side, right? I, I know the most recent series was against Zimbabwe, and it's very hard to make a judgment call based on that. But you expect them to do well now. And you expect them to do well against India because they finally had that confidence boost that they hadn't had for years. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and especially India with no Kohli, there's, obviously the batting just immediately becomes weaker. Um, so, 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 I don't know, are Pakistan favourites? Somebody else to stake their claim. I mean, KL Rahul at number three could be a revelation. Maybe. I mean, we discussed this Um, earlier uh, when we did the limited overseas between India and England that uh, the 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 number four slot was open up for grabs. But if Kohli's vacating by not being there, then I don't think Rahul can make any bigger case for himself than by just going out there and scoring a ton of runs. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, The other question is: Is this the is this the tournament where we finally make a call on Dhoni? Like, if he doesn't succeed here, do we drop him for the World Cup? 
they haven't named a, a replacement wicketkeeper other than Karthik in the squad, which is a bit strange considering Pant scoring a hundred couple of days ago. Yeah, I'm. I mean, look, the squad was named before that. Before that, but I do feel like it's it's a mistake not to get Pant in this side now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about this kid Khalil Ahmed? I remember watching him during the IPL, and I wasn't too impressed. So I don't know what the selectors have really seen. Plus, they've left out uh, Mohammad Siraj, who's been doing really well for India. Yeah, look, Khalil Ahmed bowls fast and is left arm, and that's just like the the romantic uh, combination, right? Like that's every all we want to see are good left arm quicks. So, so that there's that. I think he's done well in domestic cricket and for the for the A side. But he just he yeah, I remember he, he wasn't you know like facing international class batting in the IPL. He looked uh, like he just didn't look that mm-hmm. good. It's also a bit of a you have to think he's not going to get a side though, right? He's not going to get into the eleven because you've got Bhuvi, Bumrah, Pandya. That's you know the, those are three of your quick. And you have Shard- Akshar Patel. You have the spinners you, as well, and then you yeah. have uh, Shardul Thakur. And who's the other quick? Yeah. And you have Shardul Thakur as the yeah. first backup. You know, you'll Chahal and uh, and Kuldeep are going to be in the in the eleven as well. So and it's going to be and it's going to be flat just... conditions. I mean, the Asia Cup's played in the UAE, so it's not going to be. We are not playing on seeming wickets, basically. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to. See no, I'm just. I'm really just excited to see Bhuvi back, and 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 then let's just you know let's go and win this. Yeah, definitely something to win. Another thing to watch out for is I love watching the Afghanistan team play. I think they're one of the most brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's just something ge- genuinely unique to watch. They play with this almost a mix of Indian and Pakistani flair about them, and I love that. I think it's great. It's great for international cricket. And I, yeah. Yeah. I think what I compare them most to is West Indies. I think, especially when it comes to the to limited overs cricket, they just they're like a they play with a sense of abandon that I think a, a side with more to lose just doesn't. Um, yeah, and it's just like it's just so fun to watch them go about that. Like they're all, they're trying to leather every ball for six. They're trying to get like um, Rashid Rashid Khan's trying to get bowl the magic ball every single time he gets out there, and more often than not, he he finds it. It's just fun to watch them, you know, go about doing and that. And the other other cool thing is um, that I'm looking forward to is I hope Hong Kong do well. Just to send a message to the ICC that the 10, oh, 10 team World Cup was the most ridiculous idea you could have come up with. I mean, that is a ridiculous idea considering that neither Zimbabwe nor Ireland are playing. So that's already been proven. But more on that at a later date when we choose. Yeah, but I'm just saying that... It, I hope Hong Kong do well because it'll do a lot for the exposure of these associate nations. Let's just look. All we really mean with that is let's hope Hong Kong thrash Pakistan and are a little hard to beat for <laughs> India. That's all we care about. Fair enough. Uh, and one last question on the Asia Cup. Uh, we've spoken about Sri Lanka, we've spoken about Pakistan. Are Bangladesh a threat? I think in any limited overs cricket now, uh, tournament now, you have to take Bangladesh seriously. Um, just based on what they've accomplished recently, the, the 15 World Cup, the, the last Champions Trophy, like yeah, the, the, you have to take them seriously. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, okay, expected winners. That's. It's hard to pick between the India pessimist and Pakistan, in honestly. Sid is coming out. I can feel it. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say everyone's obviously going to say India here. Yeah. It seems the obvious choice, doesn't it? I I want to say India just out of like out of bias, but it's. I genuinely think Pakistan are favourites at the moment. Okay, uh, can I have a pick from Sid? I'll go for India. You're going for India? So am I. Yeah. 
moving on over the Australian test side post the whole sandpaper gate affair has been picked their first test series since that incredible weird bizarre occurrence that Cape Town earlier in the year um, they've picked this this is a two test uh, tour of the UAE to play Pakistan and out of all the important news Glenn Maxwell has been left out and there are two people that nobody has ever heard of and the names are just bizarre Devrath, how do you pronounce it? Is it Labushain, Labush? No, 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 no. Listen, look, I think, I think the way to say this is Glenn, Max- Glenn Maxwell has been dropped and Australia have invented cricketers to replace him. Because Marnus Labushain cannot be a real name. Listen, I mean, if there was a guy named Graham Onions and Phil Mustard, I think you can pretty much put anything <laughs> as cricketing names nowadays. Marnus Labushain. There's another one that you hear, Brendan Doggett. I I haven't even heard of this guy in Shield cricket and he's playing for Australia. Yeah. Um, like, you, But I mean, this was always going to happen, right? One, the moment uh, Smith and and Bancroft and Warner got their suspensions, is, this is exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, that's three players. They didn't decide to replace them with the, with, you know, whatever they could pick off the streets of Sydney. I think that's probably what they have. <laughs> so, safe to say they have no hope in that test series? Yeah, look, Pakistan are a better side at the moment. Um, I, I, with with how depleted Australia's squad is, yeah. And Australia have never played swin, spin well anyway. I, I, I'm I saying Pakistan are winning. Hands down, alright. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm in agreement. Sid? Uh, yeah, I don't think Australia are going to do well. Just because I don't want them to do well as well, because uh, Maxwell <laughs> I think we, uh, we. Yeah, what is with that Maxwell dis- dis- decision? Yeah. It's, so weird. it's so bizarre I that think, they dropped uh, it. I don't know if <laughs> Maxwell's done something to Justin Langer, but again, it's it's a lot like what Kohli and Chassis did. I, I can't understand the logic. They said he should make big scores, <clears throat> and since like he's he's had the finest. Um, Sheffield Shield season of his career, he's averaging 50.50. He's like scored 700 runs. And he said he needs to score more centuries. And then he did this funny thing where he calculated just um, Aaron Finch's centuries on Crickinfo. And he added list A. So he added first class and international centuries together. When list, I mean, first class centuries already have international centuries counted, right? So yeah. he ended up like with a number of like forty one like centuries. Double actually he's just got thirty three. He doubled yeah, Finch's dude. Justin Lang yeah. is an idiot. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> like he also like the you listen to how he's justified the uh, the the Maxwell dro- well, dropping or non selection, whichever. And it's like there's like this weird history there where he you know, he got told to go make more runs in domestic cricket, so he did. <laughs> then they said, so then they said he's he shouldn't be on the the Australia A tour because it wouldn't be worthwhile for him, and he should stay in Australia and play domestic cricket. And then the people who have scored in that Australia A tour have now been selected ahead of him. It, it's just like where where is the logic here? There isn't any. It's Australian cricket. They use sandpaper to scuff up a ball. Three guys got banned for a year each. The logic left the room a long, long time ago. Okay, fair enough. Can't argue (laughs) argue with that. You really can't argue with that. Oh, oh, and while we're still on this, 
Peter Siddle has earned a recall. Is he like a million that years old? At the same time. But listen, Peter Siddle was one of my favorite cricketers. I mean, I can't, I shouldn't be talking about him in the past tense now. But yeah, like I'm really happy to see him back uh, in the squad. I just hope he doesn't talk about veganism and how that's helped him too much because like we just don't want to listen to that. But other than that, I'm happy. For, that for reference, Sid, Peter Siddle's just a year older than Shikhar Dhawan. <laughs> <laughs> That's still old, right? Isn't that like 34 or something? 33. He's 33. He's only 33? Dhawan's 32. Yeah. Oh my god. Dhawan's 32. That's oh the surprise. Oh my god. That is a shocker. Okay. <laughs> on that note, we're going to move on to social... That that shocker. We're going to move on to social media. Um, we'll start with um, the obituaries of Alistair Cook's career. Specifically, James Anderson's obituary. Uh, it was all over the internet it was on Crickinfo it was on Instagram if any of you have seen it he there's a little dressing room video of Jimmy Anderson you know wishing Cook well and then once he's done wishing him well he realized that he's left the phone on and he then describes how he hates how much Cook talks about farming farming this farming I mean look it's it's all scripted. Let's 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 be no, very clear there. Even this, like the so riff. Yeah, it's hilarious though. Oh my god! But he then says he should have retired two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's totally yeah, he true. He should have retired two years ago, shouldn't he? We are farming this, farming that. It's lambing. What is season? lambing season? <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is lambing season? <laughs> Oh, Jimmy. The best part, like, he starts this off by saying, I don't even like the bloke oh, anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and right after that, of course, is when Alistair Cook calls James Anderson his favorite, the greatest ever England cricketer. Wow. Jimmy, eat uh, your words, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, they love All right, each other. Uh, the best one, this wasn't on social media, but Graham Swan's interview. Oh, yeah, Alistair that was, was quite fabulous funny. as well. Uh, Swanee and Cookie have a special relationship in that, I don't know who's more special, Cook or Swan. Swan's more entertaining. Uh, the, the, there's no doubt yeah. about it. By the way, just just for FYI, lambing seasons when it's the time of the year when sheep give birth to lambs. I would never have figured that out on my own. Thank you. Well done, our expert farmer. <laughs> the Alistair, Alistair Cook, Cook fan. fan, definitely. I may not look like it, but he is. The, no, no, no. I, I, Actually, I think the I think the best way to describe Sid is that he's a fan of Alistair Cook, the farmer. <laughs> Not Alistair Cook, the cricketer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Devrath, you had something else for us. Um, yeah, I did. Now I've forgotten what it was. All right. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the Bharat Army and Shikhar Dhawan... Um, they got... Uh, when Shikhar Dhawan was feeling, uh, uh, was feeling out near the boundary line, they got... Uh, he sort of did a little jig and dance for the Bharat Army that they got put up on Instagram. And it's, uh, I mean, obviously, it's fun to see the engagement. It's also fun to know that Shikhar Zaman can actually move his feet because you'd never be able to tell that <laughs> when he's batting. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen the video and I, I think that was his best performance of the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and... Close second, by the way, Kuldeep, Kuldeep Yadav put up a photo of himself and Manish Pandey on Pandey's birthday. They look like clones. Yeah, the hair. That... They literally, they have the exact... It's like the same hair, you're, the same You're giving, you're giving like... Sid a chance to make a comment about Biharis and all of them, so don't... Then neither of them are Bihari. 
Neither of them Bihari, dude. Yeah. Bihari is different as a Bihari. As a Bihari, I want to be very clear. And I'm abstaining, just by the way. Oh, but uh, and uh, Sid, since you're completely useless, we're also going to inform all our viewers or listeners that uh, other than Michael Vaughn, there's another cricketer that has blocked him. Although in this case, it's probably justified, you know. Sid, can you enlighten us as to who this is? This it was Tino Best of uh, the Flint of Sledging fame. I don't think people will remember him for anything else. Uh. I'm sure, do you guys know? What? I'm sure you know it, right? Of course we know, watch the windows. Yeah, I don't know, there's silence. Of I don't know, what, know what's going on. There's silence. Uh, I thought I'd explain to you guys. But anyways, I was stuck in Bombay during the floods last year. And Alex Hales was having a conversation with Tino Best, where he's just messing around with him. So a lot of people, including me, just kept on tweeting, mind the windows, Tino. So yeah, I got blocked by him. Do you have a list of cricketers you Locked want to get by, to Yeah. Like, a, is there a target no, no, no. list? <laughs> the, the Michael Vaughn thing was genuinely just disgusted what he said. Yeah. Your best was because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was getting really board. annoyed. So was, uh, th- that was fun. But other than that, I just want to be blocked by Piers Morgan and no one else. Oh yeah, badge of honor, definitely. Definitely. Right. That's all from us, the guys. Uh, please tune in every week. We'll be doing this a lot more regularly. And uh, we m- probably have a special show next week as well. Special in the sense that we don't know if Sid's going to be there or not. Probably drown him in water. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> we just want to make it clear that we do not advocate waterboarding or any sort of torture that doesn't involve Vishan Sharma boarding to Arisa Cook. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all from us, guys. Thanks.